0: To you, third episode today. I'll be talking about cochlear implants. So I'm going to be talking about a little bit about myself, um, and how I found out I was deaf. Well, my parents found out I was deaf, and how I got my CI. So, um, so my parents got me tested at BC Children's Hospital when I was five months old. Um, I had a test done there um, that confirmed that I had severe to profound hearing loss. I got my CI when I was two years old. Um, That was a big, huge day for me and my parents. Um, And I was little, so I didn't really I don't really know much of how, uh, what I was feeling that day and um uh, and th- what I was feeling about the cochlear implant but yeah I got it when I was 2 years old um I've had two cochlear implants um s- since I was 10 um, I have bilateral hearing loss, been deaf since birth. Um, I was activated on my right ear in February two thousand and two. Um, when I was two years old, uh two and a half actually. Again when I was ten, um I got another CI on my left ear, so that was in, I got that in May of twenty ten. Um, but I got a second cochlear implant because um my LVA dropped. um So the hearing aids, I had hearing aids and so I got that and um I had that for a year but they weren't helping much and um, my LVA dropped and so I couldn't have them anymore. um I wasn't able to hear on that year anymore, um, and so my audiologist, Robert, at the time, asked me if I wanted the CI, or um, well basically my dad was there, my mom wasn't there because she was away with her best friend in Whistler at the time. I looked at my dad, I was like, um, I wasn't, and I wasn't sure, my dad was like, don't look at me. It's up to you. It's your year. And it's for you, so you decide. I was only 10 at the time, so I decided, yeah, I want the cochlear implant. After my audiologist explained it to me and um, like helped me decide if I wanted it. And I was like, yeah, I do want it. So I got the CI, and I've been happy since... So I'm happy to have two cochlear implants. I wouldn't change it for the world. Okay, so I will be talking about the parts of a cochlear implant. The actual implant has an external part that sits behind the ear and is slightly larger than a normal behind the ear hearing aid. It has a second part that is surgically implanted under the skin. There is a microphone that will pick up sounds from the environment and a speech processor that will select and arrange sounds that the microphone picks up. There is a transmitter and receiver simulator that will receive signals from the speech processor. will convert them into electrical impulses and a group of electrodes called an electrode array that will collect the impulses from the simulator and will transmit them to different regions of the auditory nerve. So, next, I'll be talking about how does a cochlear implant work. Normal hearing function is not restored by a cochlear implant. Rather, a deaf person could get useful representation of sounds in the environment that will enable them to understand speech. People who have a CI can better understand speech in person or over the phone better than they did with a hearing aid. Sounds around them are better understood too, like telephones, doorbells, and alarms. Speech in noisy environments is easier to pick up, and music can be enjoyed again for many. Next. Who can benefit from a cochlear implant? Children and adults with sensorineural hearing loss can benefit from a cochlear implant. This type of hearing loss occurs when the tiny hair cells in your inner ear are damaged. This part of the inner ear is called the cochlea. These tiny hairs are designed to pick up vibrations of sounds in the environment and send them to the brain via the auditory nerve. If if they are damaged, sounds cannot reach that nerve. The cochlear implant is designed to skip the hair cells that are damaged and will send singles directly to the auditory nerve. Cochlear implants also help people hear speech at a close, normal level, or understand speech without having to read lips. Different levels of sound from soft, medium, and loud can be picked up and may have better control of their own voice so it's easier for others to understand them. Cochlear implants can see of children. Cochlear implants can be beneficial for children and can be done as young as age one. The sooner the better as children are exposed to sounds during this critical period of time when they are learning speech and language skills. Children who have a CI before 18 months of age have major improvements in their hearing, speaking, and learning, but are helpful in older children, too. Next, Cochlear Implant versus Hearing Aid. Good candidates for cochlear implants are those who have severe to profound hearing loss in both ears, and those who have experienced hearing loss after they have already learned speech and language. If hearing aids offer limited help and there is a strong desire to hear better, cochlear implants just might be the answer. Cochlear implant versus hearing aid. Good candidates for cochlear implants. Are those who have severe to profound hearing loss in both ears and those who have experienced hearing loss after they have already learned speech and language. If hearing aids offer limited help and there is a strong desire to hear better cochlear implants just might be the answer. So Right now, I'm going to be talking about how cochlear implants were made and developed over the years and as well as other things, too, related to it. Timeline of cochlear implants. For over 40 years, cochlear has delivered numerous world-first-in-hearing technology. 1965 First medical application of titanium implant by Brown and Mark. 1967. Graham Clark. Inspired by his close relationship with his deaf father, Graham Clark begins researching the possibilities of an electric implantable hearing device. 1970. Dr. Graham Clark appointed Professor and Chairman, Department of ORL, the University of Melbourne. 1977, Dr. Graham Clark received research grant for the development of hearing prosthetics. Dr. Clark discovered how to place the electrode in the inner ear securely by experimenting with a blade of grass and a small seashell. Later in 1977, engineers Jim Patrick and Ian Foster presented the circuit diaphragm for the first bionic ear. 1978, first multi-channel research in implant was developed. Rod S. became the first recipient. He recognized the tune waltzing Matilda. 1979, Rod S. used a portable sound processor. Later 1979, a medical device group Nucleus, Cochlear and the Australian government Partnered together to develop the commercially available cochlear implant. 1980 Portable sound processor with magnetless headset was created, and George W. became the second recipient. 1981 Paul Trader given AUS 4 million to start. Commercial development of the multi channel cochlear implant, bringing the first nucleus cochlear implant commercial market. Later that year, Cochlear Global Headquarters established in Sydney, Australia. 1982, the first commercial nucleus implant was released and the first recipient. Was Graham C Denrod S upgraded to a new wearable sound processor? Nineteen eighty four. Cochlear America's office established in Denver, Colorado. Nineteen eighty five, the first nucleus cochlear implant surgery took place in Japan. Nineteen eighty five to nineteen eighty six. The first two research pediatric cochlear implant procedures took place. Clinical trials for children began in the U.S. 1987, Molly M. at age 4 was the first pediatric recipient of a commercial nucleus cochlear implant. She still has her original implant and has multiple sound processor upgrades. 1989, Nucleus 22 recipients are upgraded from the original wearable sound processor to the smaller mini sound processor. 1990, US FDA approved Nucleus Cochlear Implant System for Children's Age to the 17, 1997, Sprint was introduced. The technology was based on a powerful digital single processor. The first MRI-safe implant, up to 1.5 Tesla, was introduced. 1998, e the first multi-channel. Behind-the-ear processor was introduced. Recipients were freed from long cables and extra components. Later, 1998, Nucleus 24 Cochlear Implant released. The new implant offered technical advancements electrode designed to provide more and direct simulation. 20,000th person received a nucleus cochlear implant. 2001, eSprit 22 behind the ear processor was released. It was the fourth upgrade for nucleus 22 recipients, setting this industry standard of lifetime commitment. Later that year, 2001, Nucleus 24 Contour Advanced was introduced. That unique soft tip was designed to protect delicate cochlea. 2002 eSprick 3G introduced as part of the new Nucleus 3 system. The new behind the ear processor was compatible with Nucleus 24 and contour implants. ESPRIT 3G was the first processor with a built-in telecoil, making phone use more accessible. Later that year, the Graham Clark Scholarship was awarded. It aims to support cochlear implant recipients who wish to further their education with university studies. 2003, Dr. Clerk became an Honorary Fellow of the Royal Society of Medicine. 2003 to 2004, eSprit 3G Nucleus 22 introduced. The processor was the fifth upgrade for the earliest nucleus recipients. 2005, the Freedom System released. 2006, first Cochlear Celebration is held in Orlando, Florida. Celebration is now a biannual tradition for Cochlear recipients. 2008, Nucleus Freedom available for N22 implant recipients. 2009, Cochlear Nucleus 5 system released with the cp 810 sound processor. 2010, Cochlear is established state-of-the-art headquarters and manufacturing facility. Is stated at McLean University in Sydney, Australia. 2011, Nucleus 5 upgrade for Nucleus 24 implant recipients. 2014 Cochlear announced it is the first and only implant company to deliver to wireless freedom. 2015 Nucleus 6 made available for N22 implant recipients. Later 2015 Cochlear extended lifetime commitment to its recipients with the launch of Cochlear Family. Twenty sixteen Canso introduced it as the smallest, lightest, latest off the ear sound processor available. Um so anyways, um I was offered it but decided not to get it because used to having cochlear implants on the ear. Um I didn't want to Mainly because um, I heard that it falls off too easily um, The water the aqua plus is not good on it um, It's bulky um, It just doesn't look good and I'm used to having on the ear processor which means um, I Have the processor on the ear and then I have the coil that attached to my head There was a magnet inside, so I was used to that for a long time, so I didn't want to switch. So, um, unfortunately, I do not have to cancel. But my friend, uh, my best friend has it, so yeah. I want to talk about what cochlear implants I used and what I think about them. The first cochlear implant I had was the eSprint cochlear device. This device was worn on the back in a pouch. The cochlear batteries were double AA batteries. I believe I could be wrong there. Nowadays, when I think about it, it was heavy, different, annoying sometimes. It's nothing compared to what we have today. Also, I've had the very first off-the-year processor, Freedom. It was fantastic, but you just didn't have to wear anything on my back anymore. It was free of long cables. Loved the small batteries that came with it, the features such as telecoil, the special cord for music. Um, and then after that, I got the M5. And the N6, which is no different, just slightly, but when got the N5, it was lighter and longer battery usage. Then the N6, same thing, just newer accessories for it and different look. Now, soon, I don't know when, but we'll be getting the N7. Still have the N6, the N7 is supposed to be better because longer battery can use phones for the coat clear instead of the remote. If you don't know what the remote is, um, the remote is to check the battery, um, change the volume, um, change the settings for your coat clear implant. But um, it, nowadays for the N7, we have our phones instead of the remote. You can still get the remote, but we have our batteries. Um, I had a remote for, I well, as I just said, I had a remote for other coat clearers, except for Eastwood and Freedom coat clearing plants. It will have better Aquan Plus and Accessories, the N7, but I'll find out when I have it. But in all my years of having Cochlear, I am just grateful to have it. Thank you Cochlear. Historical aspects of Cochlear implant. Pre-modern times, around 1790, a researcher named Alessandro Volta placed metal rods in his own ears and connect them to a 50-fold circuit. This is the first known attempt at using electricity to hear. Later around 1855, another attempt was made to simulate the ear electronically. There were also other experiments in using electrical treatment for ear problems. Silver Age In the Depression years of the 30s, researchers found that putting a current near the ear could create auditory sensations. The scientific community also learned more about how the cochlea works. And an important advance was made when researchers discovered that electrical energy can be transformed into sound before reaching the inner ear. The year 1957 brought the first simulation of an induced nerve with electrode by the scientist Diorgiorno. In that experiment, the person whose nerve was being simulated could hear background noise. Researchers really accelerated in the 60s. There was continued research into the electrical simulation of the obtuse nerve. A major advance was made when researchers learned that particular auditory nerves must be simulated with electrodes in the cochlea in order to reproduce sap. Dr. William House implanted three patients in 1961. All three found that they could get some benefit from these implants. A few years later, from 1964 to 1966, an array of electrodes were placed in cochleas with satisfactory results. Researchers learned even more about the positioning of electrodes and the results of that positioning. Modern types implant technology leaped forward in the 70s and through the 90s. The 70s saw more people getting implanted continued research and the development of the multi-channel device. In 1984, the cochlear implant was no longer deemed experimental and was given the stamp of FDA approval for implantation in adults. Throughout the 90s, Other improvements were made in speech processors and other implant technology, particularly the compactness of the speech processor so that it could be incorporated into a BTE hearing aid-like device. So cochlear implants have come a long way since many years ago. We deaf and hard of hearing people are grateful to have it today. Thanks to Clear and Graham Clark. This is Drew signing off. Stay true to yourself and peace out.